Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On today's episode, we talk about managing panicking clients. Clients panic? <laughs> not yet. When of course do they, they do. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, this keeps coming up, and it's something that, uh, of course, I've. It's one of those things that's happened my whole designing life. But you don't really sit down and think, okay, how do I stop this from happening in the future? Yeah. <laughs> Let's look at this, um, you know, what's happening. Well, it, it always happens, right? Working with with design clients, I mean, you're, you're talking about big chunks of money. Again, there's fear. There's all that kind of stuff that goes into it. But now more than ever, we have clients not understanding what's going on and why our industry. But worse than that, we have designers not knowing how... They don't know what's going on. The world has changed. Um, we learned a lot about shipping this week, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and teach you what we learned. Again, any time I learn anything new in our industry, I'm gonna share it because that's how we make a better industry and we have better reputation and uh, spread the world that or spread the word that designers need to be. We're important. People need to use us, right? Um, but it also comes down to using this knowledge to manage our clients' expectation. If you have this information, you can teach them. I mean, really, that's just educating. So we had a, a, one of our reps come in this week, and um, which was great. Shout out to Jim Lee. She needs to be on one of our podcasts. Yeah, we had a little a, bit too good of a time. Yeah, she's been a rep for what almost thirty years. She said, and so she's she knows the industry. She's seen it, and uh, she always brings wine and food. We love her. She's great. Yeah. So I told her to to teach us because she she had been giving me little bits of information. So I said, you know, teach teach the staff what's going on in the shipping industry. So this is what's happening for those of you designers who can't get product. I mean, it's everywhere, right? My One of my dearest designer friends who now I'm afraid to have her on the podcast because <laughs> she's done. She's given up design. She's over it. She can't get product. She has too many mad clients. What is happening with shipping? We can't get products. The big companies, right? Jim Lee's a rep for Universal. Universal is one of the biggest furniture companies in the world. They have massive facilities and factories, and um, you know they've been they've been doing this for a long time. They know this industry, and they've been here through all of the ups and downs. They were here for the two thousand eight crash. They were here for, you know, they they know this industry, and they have really powerful analysts, and they have people that can predict what's going to happen. And so when COVID started. In January, February, our industry started to foresee the trickle-down effect and what that meant to us. As soon as we heard no more shipping and importing from China, <laughs> oh my gosh! well, there's 75% of the furniture industry right there. Halt. So these big wigs, these guys that have, you know, it, it's more about um, stock market and, and money and how do we, um, you know, protect the bottom line, they foresaw what was coming and they started reserving the vessels for shipping. They knew there was going to be a huge backlog. And so the bigger companies with deeper pockets started reserving all of these vessels. That meant smaller companies who didn't foresee this problem have container loads stacked, waiting and stuck. She said, Coast to Coast is one of our vendors that does, it's all import. And she said, they have so much product and it's just backing up, backing up, backing up. They have containers and there are no vessels available. They were all reserved. 
And it's not just the furniture industry. I mean, think about it. Everyone who knew importing is important. It's important to their industry. They saw what was coming. And so they thought, we better get ahead of this. And, you know, the person that gets there first wins. So they reserved all of these ships. And now there are no ships. And and then you think about it, shipyards around the world. COVID isn't just here in the United States. It's worldwide. Smaller countries where we import from also don't have the healthcare system that we have. They don't have, this is affecting everyone. So you're talking about dock workers. You're talking about people that load the containers, people that, you know, pilot the ships, truck drivers. And so much of it has come to a screeching halt. The furniture is being made. That part didn't change. What's changing is how we disperse it, how we get it out to the public. And we're seeing that in the design world. And designers are panicking, right? I mean, jumping ship. (laughs) Sorry to use that metaphor. Um, But it's something that, okay, now we know this is happening. Now we know this is a reality. What can we take from it and how do we manage our clients' expectations? Because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Your clients love you if you've done your job right. They want the design. We've already been through that and we've connected with them and we've got, um, you know, where they understand the value of us and we've, you know, we've gone through all of that. If they're going to wait six weeks, they'll wait seven or they'll wait eight. If, if, If you've already convinced them of your value and the value of having a designer, they'll wait 10 weeks, but you just got to tell them up front. You have to let them know this is a possibility. And the best thing you can do is under promise and over deliver. Say that again, under promise (laughs) and over deliver. Tell them worst case scenario. Because if you say six to 12 weeks, they're going to hear six every time, right? I mean, yeah. Six. No. <laughs> and I, I know you've always mentioned in your contracts about um, in our industry, things getting backordered or delayed with shipping. And you've always, always mentioned it. And I, it would always just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh-huh. But now, oh, my gosh, we are so in that time. Uh-huh. And it's new to me as a new designer. So that's just a huge thing to re- I, I almost like want to highlight it on every contract. Like, I know this is like, understand this, please. Initial here, initial here. Yeah. Because it's it's really changing the way. um clients are with us and whatnot. Sure. And just looking back, um, looking at, okay, what did I say wrong? How do I approach things in the uh-huh. moment? You're like, oh my gosh, they're freaking out. What do I do? But then just understanding how you work and how you teach and how you're uh, molding me. I'll look back on certain clients back. Oh, there, there, uh-huh. Uh-huh. there's a crack. There's a crack. There's a crack. Oh, I didn't see look, coming. That makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like prepping you for understanding what to do better with the next client. Exactly. And then, exactly. And that's what I mean. I always say I, I try to teach the, the, if I knew then what I know now lessons, you know, I make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. I've made a million mistakes in the design world, but I'll tell you those mistakes and how I fixed them and how I'd prevent them so that hopefully someone listening, it will help them. Right. Um, and, and with this whole delivery thing, you're right. It, it isn't even just the shipping from overseas trucking, you know, our office manager every day when she's having problems with these vendors that are knocking their stuff to us on time. She says, we're never ordering from them again. Like, <laughs> well, now she's like, there's like eight vendors we're not supposed to order from again. No, that's not the answer. Again, managing our expectations. Yeah. So, um, Forehands is great, great company. They're out of um, Austin, Texas. Beautiful stuff, very trendy, always fashion forward. And we've always gotten their stuff in two weeks. I mean, if it's in stock, 
you're doing a design and you look online and you see that it's in stock, we would get, they'd put it on the truck the next day and we'd have it within two weeks. Well, that's why that was part of the reason that this was happening with this client that we're installing today. When we have upholstery that normally takes six to eight weeks, we order that first day one, we wait a couple weeks and you know, then we'll put the next order in maybe it's case goods. Those take a little longer because they're coming from North Carolina from the vendors that we use. And then a week later we order rugs and forehands because it comes so fast so that everything gets here at once. We don't have to pay for storage. We can manage it. And it usually would get here the week that we're going to install. Boom, boom, boom. Simple, simple, simple. Well, the designers freaking out because half the stuff wasn't here. All the little stuff, the little tables and some accent chairs and things that we usually wait to order again so that they come in at the same time as the upholstery. And so boy, was she on the phone yesterday talking to shipping companies, talking to manufacturers, talking to so many people. And, you know, I was listening to her and she said, well, what should we expect? We want to tell our clients the correct dates. We want to set the expectations correctly for our clients. So as, as a client of yours, and she's telling this to the shipping company and to the manufacturer, what can I expect? You need to tell me honestly and realistically, what can I expect with shipping? And we'll pass that on to our clients, but tell me. And they said, well, 10 days, 10 days. So she got on the calendar and I'm watching her and she's counting back. It's been 21 days. Why is that? Oh, 10 business days. I'm hearing her say, and I'm looking at the website and there says, you know, seven to 10 days is their, you know, the, the time frame of the shipping. Hmm. So let's see how many business days it's been. And I can just hear, and you know, this is the third call she's made. She's just getting pissed. <laughs> I'm like, calm down, calm down. But so, so she's saying, so I should just expect 24 days realistically. And then I hear her say, so your drivers don't drive on the weekends. Oh, oh, they do. Oh, oh, oh. So it should be <laughs> 10 days. like, okay, calm down. We have, they're, they're on our side. We're, yeah. I think nice. that's what, that's what's affecting, affecting us in the U S is the, um, truck drivers and the logistics. Oh, yeah. oh, we found out that, that the manufacturer dovetail classic home and forehands had sent us the invoice saying it shipped. They would say, yay, it shipped. That's the day they charge your credit card. It's the day it ships from their facility. And we're calling the shipping saying, where is it? We then talked to Forehands and Classroom. So according to the, according to the manufacturer, it's, it's shipped because they've gone through their process. They put the label on it. It's out the door, but it's sitting on pallets. It's just sitting there. It's, it could be in a truck, could be in a container, but it has been there for a week and a half, still in Texas, still in LA. So, you know, that's not their fault either. They, they're, their supply chain has been interrupted just like ours. You know, we, we all have to be, I think, a little gracious and understanding and empathetic and understand world pandemic. Never experienced this in our lifetime. Things are going to be challenging. And that's going to, that's how we're all going to get through this is by being understanding and working with each other and, you know, gosh, have some compassion. No one's been through this. Yeah. It also kind of ties into what we just experienced with my other client, um, kind of shopping <laughs> and a having a doozy. huge, huge, just like kind of not necessarily a fiasco, but in its own right. But it kind of long story short, which I'm sure we'll get into it one day in the long, maybe even today, um, about how she just found this bed that was so much cheaper and she called them and they said that there are uh-huh. plenty of stock 
And we're like, no, we literally spoke with the rep. We literally called the factory. There are two in the United States and we have one for you. No, I, I spoke to them and you, and you were like, you know what? Good luck getting it. We're still going to sell this one off the floor. You're not getting it. Uh-huh. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That was a 45 minute, um, I don't want to say conversation. <laughs> it was a lot more heated yeah, than a but, conversation the other night with Nadia's clients. Um, and, and there were a lot of takeaways from that. I learned a lot, right? And of course, I'm going to share. Um, but the shipping was part of it. So yes, it's a, it's a client. We knew she was a shopper. She likes to shop. She likes to find the best price and they are very well off. Their house is gorgeous. You know, someone just saw them and thought, well, they've got plenty of money. This is a a really big lesson for new designers. The people with the most money Mm -hmm. don't spend their money. That's why they have the most money. (laughs) Yes. That's the best. So I, I, get them on the phone. Right. And Nadia had been working with them and, and, and she loves working with them. And she'd had this big email chain, um, last week when I learned about the shipping. And I think we kind of touched on it because of the COVID thing. And I was on the phone with Jim and Lee, our rep. And she said, Chelsea, this is not just universal. It's everyone shipping is a it's going crazy and it's only going to get worse for fall. She said, I will tell you my prediction. And again, this is from someone 30 years in the industry. She said this fall, because this is our busy season, clients want their houses done for Thanksgiving and Christmas. This fall, the, the one with the most in stock is going to win. She said, anything that's in stock right now, you need to get. So she listed down things that she knew my clients would like that were a great price and were in stock. That was how this whole conversation started. And so we were going through and I said, wait a minute, Nadia, you, I think you mentioned, well, I've got that bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, we had her check it. I said, okay, go check because she sees something different. Universal again, is a huge company. You can't buy it as an independent designer. Um, you can't have your own account if you're just going to buy ones and twos. They don't do that. It's, it's a, it's a big $10,000 opt-in to, to buy it. To, and so, um, you know, it, it's not everyone that can sell Universal. So I felt pretty confident, right? And Universal has a, you can go to furniturereports.com and it's how you see what's in stock from them. But they don't update it minute by minute. They update it maybe once a week. And you can see when we looked up the bed, it said um, limited stock, which means not many. So we had Jimily on the line as a rep, she can see more. She actually sees warehouse lists. She can see things. And so we said, okay, so we're going over the stuff that's for our clients. And we brought up the bed. And she said, yeah, there's two. She said, right now there's two and it's Labor Day. And the country is having Labor Day sales. If you want this bed and if you want this hutch and if you want, you better just pull the trigger. So we said, okay, hold on, we'll call our clients. So Nadia called her client, you know, expressed the urgency she agreed to it. She gave us, you know, the credit card number over the phone. We, we ran the credit card. Jim Lee, okay, you got one of them. Phew. We actually had to guess on shipping. It's a company where you have to write a check and fax the check. So we got the credit department on the line. We said, we're faxing this check. We know we don't have the shipping exact, but we need that bed. Please reserve one of those beds for us. We're just throwing money at you. We'll figure it out in the end. And so that's what we did. So the next day, the client emails and says, I found this bed online for a Labor Day sale at 25% off, and I want you to match it. (laughs) Well, 
<laughs> we'd already kind of matched the price for one thing for her. Cause again, she's a shopper, but you set that precedence up and it's going to be a nightmare, right? You're, you're setting your expectations that she can expect to haggle with prices on everything. It, that's just not the case, right? You can't compare a brick and mortar store with an online retailer that has no overhead. So they're going back and forth with these emails and I could see it was not going well. And so I talked to her that evening and she said, I have my husband on the line, just so you're aware. I'm like, okay, it's going to be one of those calls. <laughs> so 45 minutes in, I mean, there was a lot of misunderstanding and he was right. The, the first 25 minutes, it was going back and forth with misunderstandings. I don't think he understood the difference between an independent designer and a retail store. I mean, we have a retail store with a full staff, rent, utilities, all that kind of stuff. When we receive a piece, we unpack it, we inspect it, we store it, we then install it, we fluff it, we put the bed together, we, you know, make the bed. Steam everything. Yeah, it's a big difference. The customer service we provide is so much different than a store, especially than an online store, right? They just sit at a desk and buy it from the vendor and have it shipped to the client. So she's, we said, well, that, that bed probably isn't in stock. She said, oh no, I talked to them. You can talk to them. So we called we said, oh, so it's in stock. Uh huh. Oh really? Like you warehouse it. So you know that it's in stock. No, um, we buy it directly from the manufacturer in North Carolina. And I'm thinking, uh-huh. So you look at that furniture report, right? And it says limited stock. So that means they're in stock. But yeah, they're in stock. No, they're not. <laughs> we know for a fact they're not. So again, it was expectation. She didn't understand. She thought, well, everyone's the same. Everyone has access to the same things. Everyone's saying the same, you know, truth. Um, and, and it was a big, long conversation about, um, no, you, I, I'm not going to tell you what my markup is because you don't get to walk into Nordstrom's or Target and say, how much did you pay for these jeans? I want to pay this much for them. I don't think what you've marked them up is fair. You don't get to do that. It's retail, right? And then you have these people sitting at a call center, if that. I mean, it was a small online company. It could be two people in a laptop. And they're telling you one thing. There's a big difference, right? Someone who's been in the industry for as long as I have, We've got the store, all the attention to detail. I mean, we ordered this huge dining room table for her and she's worried it's not going to be whitewashed enough. So we've already agreed to completely refinish a dining room table for her at no charge. I mean, that's the kind of customer service we give. We were only $120 off the bed, $120 more. Like, yeah, I mean, it was really frustrating. So We'll get it again. I learned a lot of lessons and I'll go into detail with those at another episode, but, um, long story short, we're all going to go out to dinner and everything ended up fine, but it was, it was pretty hairy for a while. Um, it happened that they're both military brats, just like, uh, me being a military wife. And that's what we kind of bonded over. You know, they were worried about integrity. They didn't want someone that was taking advantage of them and was gouging prices. And that is absolutely not what we do. I take such careful, you know, consideration for what we price things and want them to be fair and honest. And, um, it, you know, I, so it was really insulting to me that they were questioning my integrity. And so I got, you know, heated <laughs> and said, you know what, we'll just cancel the whole thing. Never mind, Jill, cancel all of their furniture. <laughs> but we worked it out. It was great. 
But yeah, at the end of the day, you know, they didn't understand our industry. They didn't understand the service they were going to get. They didn't understand the retail. We're not an independent designer. I'm not going to scour the internet to find the lowest price on a piece when I've worked hard to choose just the right vendors that I want to carry and I have fair prices, competitive prices, that's the price, you know, setting their expectations. Now they're not going to do this again. Right. And they did say, if there's something that we're drastically more expensive, will we give them a heads up? Absolutely. That very day. And I told him this, that very day, there was a sweet little old lady came in and she wanted to buy a folding screen to cover an ugly window. Someone had built something outside her window. She didn't like, and we don't have little folding screens like that. I'd custom order, you know, a big, beautiful screen. That's going to be 500 to a thousand. And I kind of got the feeling that's not what she was looking for. So I sent her to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> so I told him, yes, if there's something like that, that someone else would be a better fit, I will let you know, but we're going to do our best to get the things that we know. You know what I mean? It, it was, it's transparency. Yeah. Even then setting expectations and building their trust. See common themes mm-hmm. in our industry, right? That's what makes you successful as a designer. Where you can actually enjoy designing and design for a living. And Yay! Make a living. Yeah. I mean, this is a tough time for everyone. But if you're starting in the design world or you've been in the design world, you know, let's hang in there. Let's work together. Let's be honest with each other. Let's keep communicating, keep talking and sharing these stories. Yeah. It's, right? it's really good because designing isn't just pure talent. Nope. It's so many different aspects. And this is a huge thing I've learned in this season that I'm so thankful for and that I will always, always, always reiterate to my clients. Yeah. Well, it's talent is business. It's, yeah. Like we said, design is psychology one, business second, and then creativity. So Also sales, insane sales. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should talk about sales in the next one. Yeah. That's yeah, a good okay. one. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Happy designing. Happy designing. See you all next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.